This is AB. This is the Talk About God podcast. And I'm just so curious if anybody else other than myself has noticed how much our attitude affects one another. It's almost like a poison that seeps out. Um, And that's why being a Christian and having joy is so different, right? Because even that is infectious. Um, And please don't think for a second that this is me saying I am joyful all the time and oh my gosh I'm so fabulous no this is me saying I'm struggling with my own self this morning I had no desire to get out of bed and by no desire I mean none zero desire to physically get up um I'm hurting I'm still exhausted my head hurts all in all I just I really don't feel good I don't feel like being human I feel like I have a lot on my plate oddly enough I just want to (laughs) cry and I still have to be an adult and I still have to you know get through this day and be productive because, I mean, it's it's a work day, right? Like, no, what is that old saying? No rest for the wicked? Make no mistake, I'm a wicked human. Um, it's solely by the grace of God that I will do anything productive today, that I will be a blessing to anyone, will wholeheartedly be solely based on His grace. His grace for me and His grace for others. Um, because today's a day when I just don't feel it. I saw this meme. I guess it was a gif, right? Because gifs are the ones that move. But anyway, video. But it was a video of a guy that said, named off all these different types of Christians. And each time he smiled and put out his hand to shake somebody's hand. And this went on and on for every single one. And it's, you know, the hurting Christian the happy Christian, the um, depressed Christian, the um, suffering Christian, you know, everything, the content Christian, like, basically saying that no matter what, they all look the same on the outside, right? Because usually when we struggle, our struggles are something that we run to God about right there's that whole saying have you prayed about it if you can worry about it you can pray about it have you prayed about it as much as you've talked about it like there's all these things on and on and I'm not saying prayer isn't good I'm, <laughs> that's not at all my point here prayer is so necessary but so is community so I was talking to like-minded believers and yes it's important that you talk to like-minded believers because there's every walk of life out there and if you want a godly perspective you have to talk to someone who also knows God I mean in this world no other opinion should matter right and how hard is that I know what people say about me not stupid 
I know the awful things that are said behind my back. I've heard the awful things said to my face. <laughs> and those aren't even half of it, right? That's just the filtered version. That's the version they're, you know, willing to own up for. Those are the, that's the version that they feel justified in. So I'm not stupid. And honestly, their opinions should not matter. Can you imagine the opinions people had about Jesus? Those that were in the Sanhedrin, like in the, like, so you had the Pharisees, right? And you always hear like, don't pray like a Pharisee. They're bad. Really, they were the best of the best of the Jews. That's actually what they were. And so you had the Pharisees that were so close to being right, yet so wrong. You had the Sanhedrin. Was it was a bit more crooked, right? It was the deep-seated, behind-the-scenes, you know, pulling all the strings and all of those things. A little different. Um, but they were the ones who were the best of the best of the Jews by reputation, calling Jesus Christ Son of God. God made flesh come to save us all a blasphemer. I mean, I would imagine that would hurt. Being who he was and knowing what it was he was going to have to do and that he was doing it for them. Man. So every time I'm in good company and I'm talked about and I'm lied, every time I'm lied about, I remember that the world is going to hate me because it first hated him. I remember that I'm not here to be liked. It hurts. It does. But in the end, this pain will not compare to the joy that is coming. And I hold on to that. I hold on to words of God Himself, right? And the rest, it has a way of coming out in the wash. For vengeance is God's and not ours. I don't have to sit here and bash people. I don't have to tear anyone down. I don't have the desire to, for being honest. It sounds exhausting. I don't know people's lives. I don't know the hurts that they're experiencing. Or what it is they're walking through. So I have no place to sit here and try and judge. But I can tell you that God knows. God knows exactly where they are. He knows everything that they've thought. He knows everything they do. He knows every word that is said and thought about anyone and everyone. And make no mistake, in the end, I have to answer for mine everyone's going to have to answer for theirs. If Jesus says that if you think about committing adultery, then in his eyes you've already done it. If you think of killing a man or doing him harm, in his eyes you've already done it. You didn't have to actually do it. You thought about it. Welcome to being a sinner. 
welcome to being guilty. It's not just about what you do. You could be on paper and in the public eye the best human being ever. Again, the Pharisees were the best Jews. But they had it so wrong. Because it's a motive. It's a matter of your heart. You've got to get a heart check to follow Christ. And it's not easy at all. Like, I'm constantly asking for a heart check. It's not something that I do myself. And that's not to say that I don't sin. Because I do. You think it's easy to get hurt and not want to hurt someone back. It's next to impossible. I haven't figured out how to do it yet. I don't know. Maybe maybe one day I will. But as of right now, no. I get hurt and I'm going to hurt back. The difference is, is I know it's wrong and I take it to Christ. And I fall before him. And I ask him for forgiveness. I ask him to help me navigate this awful situation. How he would have me do it. And it just takes time. And it's not easy. But in the end, it's worth it. So just remember, your attitude your attitude matters. Nine times out of ten, you're going to get what you give. So if you want to be treated kindly, respectfully, and with grace, you've got to treat people kindly and respectfully and with grace. No matter what they give you, You are responsible for you and what you give. I will never have to answer for how someone else treats me. I will only have to answer for how I react and how I treat them in return. And that's important. It's so important to remember it in a household as well. How often do we take our spouses for granted? Because you know what? They're not going anywhere, right? So they can be the ones that are the crap ones. They can be the ones that get treated, you know, second best. Less than what how well we would treat a stranger sometimes, if we're being honest. Like, I don't have been there. I'm not proud of it, but I'm honest about it. We have to treat our families and our spouses, especially with the same respect we would give any stranger we meet on the street. I mean, really. Sounds crazy. But if you say something to your husband that you would not say to a stranger, you don't need to be saying it. If you would call him an ugly name to his face or behind his back or otherwise, again, what you say, what you think matters. So it's really one of those things that... um, you really need to reflect on and above all ask Jesus for help this is not something that anyone can do on their own and I fail daily I fail daily but God right but God 
So I just encourage you today that wonderful old treat others the way you want to be treated golden rule guys we lost it i don't know where we lost it i don't know when we lost it but we lost it we need to get that back if we have any hope of this world not completely going in the garbage as it seems to be trending um we have to raise up a remnant a a a group of people that can still stand for God the way he deserves to be stood for so we've got to have that remnant but that doesn't happen without being taught got to be taught so teach teach those around you and do it by showing them don't tell them do not be that person that says say that says do as I say and not as I do do not be a hypocrite do it you do the work you put forth the effort then you share it with the world so just know that no matter what Christ does love you you're not in Christ until you repent and change your ways and wholeheartedly follow him make no mistake I don't even want to know how many people think that they're a Christian and are going to end up in hell. It's terrifying. It's heartbreaking to think about being that close and that far away all at the same time, missing it by 18 inches. You have a working knowledge of him, but you do not love him enough to set your own things aside. And I struggle with it daily. Oh my gosh, how selfish am I? It's insane. It is a constant struggle. But I encourage you today, get in the Word and treat others the way you want to be treated. And remember that no matter how other people treat you, you answer for you, not for them. Vengeance is the Lord's. He says it time and time again, for it is not mine, but his, over and over. I don't need justice this side of heaven. And I know that my amazing father will not, will not allow it. Just like he won't allow me to treat other people any certain way without me having to answer for it too because we are all brothers and sisters in Christ. He loves each and every one of us. It will not go unpunished. God bless. Get in the word.